0: Hello, heroes. Welcome to Modifier. I'm your host, Megan Dornbrock. Hey, heroes. This week, I am happy to have one of our earliest guests return with some brand new content. Cheyenne Grimes and Stentor Danielson of Glitter Cats are back to talk about more kittens! The sequel, the expansion to Laser Kittens. So we talk about all kinds of ways to hack and mod and update your own games on this show, and More Kittens is really intriguing to me because it kind of does all of those things at once. Um, Laser Kittens, as you may remember, is a lighter game about kittens with laser eyes and plays with a deck of kitten cards. With More Kittens, Cheyenne and Stentor have bundled up new cards, new playsets to explore, and then also completely new kitten games you can play. We dive into each and every piece of More Kittens and talk about why they returned, what they've brought back to it after three years, and how involving the community in testing and in writing has taken Laser Kittens to places they hadn't imagined. So let's get to the show. Hey there, heroes. This week I am joined by two guests, Stentor and Cheyenne from Glitter Cats, to talk about their game Laser Kittens. Hello. 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 I'm so glad you're here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: We are thrilled to be with you. And, uh, astute listeners will know that we've actually talked about laser kittens before, um, way, way back on one of our first episodes, actually. Cheyenne, you were here for that. Absolutely. Um, so welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for having us again. Yeah. So we're actually talking about, um, more kittens, actually. So not just laser kittens, but, uh, what the kittens have, have been up to and added in the meantime. So, uh, it's a lot of stuff. Spoiler. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Why don't you introduce yourselves a little bit? You know, projects that you've worked on or places that heroes might know you from.
1: Sure. Uh, shall I go first? Go for it. Okay. Uh, so I'm Stentor Danielson. In the gaming world, you probably know mostly know me from Laser Kittens. Uh, I also make maps under the name Mapsburg with an H on it because I'm from Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Do, is it is it maps for games or maps for like like real real people maps?
1: I've done some maps for games. I also have done a series of fantasy style maps of real places that I sell just as like pieces of art that people can put on their wall.
0: Uh, Although I
1: have had people tell me that they want to use one of my maps as like the map for an RPG that they're playing. Oh, that's neat. Which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, man. And Cheyenne? I'm Cheyenne Grimes. I also am mainly known through Laser Kittens, which is just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have another game out called The Fool's Journey, which um, I have played on one shot before. So Yay. that might be another place that people have heard my voice before. And um, both Stentor and I actually reside in Pittsburgh currently. And funny story. Um, Stentor is on the second floor of the apartment and I am on the third floor of the
0: apartment right now doing this interview <laughs> That's excellent and very convenient <laughs> Exactly Oh man, cool So, so Laser Kittens, uh, for those who don't know uh, was a game that kickstarted successfully about three-ish years ago about little tiny kittens and their laser eyes Maybe, maybe you can explain it better than I just did
1: Shane. <laughs> you want to give the pitch?
0: Sure.
2: Um, Laser Kittens is a role-playing game that we developed based off of our own experiences of fostering kittens. Mm-hmm. Um, in the game, you are a kitten that is currently at their foster home, the Knoll Street School for World Kittens. Mm-hmm. And while you were there, you learn all sorts of lessons about how to become a cat and how to control your lasers because, of course, every cat has lasers that they use to manipulate mm-hmm. the world around them. So, you're a group of ragtag little kittens just learning how to interact with the world and also learning how to, you know, do all sorts of really fun things with lasers coming out of wherever they choose. It's mm-hmm. a very sweet little game with fairly simple um, mechanic structure. We use, um, just two decks of playing cards are what you use for mechanics. So it's a fairly light rules light game mm-hmm. and much more uh, narrative-driven and can, is definitely something that can be played with children and families, but is still just fun enough to play with your friends.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it is, it is a very sweet game. And it has got some very excellent art of these kittens getting into adventures and hijinks. So... Since since it's funded then, you know, since the, the game came out and everything several years ago, is this something that y'all have, uh, like, run at conventions and, and kept up with, or just kind of let it do its thing in the last few years? Like, what has what your relationship been with it?
1: So we've been running it at some conventions. We've been selling it through IPR and uh, drive through and convention booths, and, you know, it's been kind of bubbling along uh, a little bit, and uh, we kind of decided to pick it back up and try to do something more with it, partly because we both ended up back in Pittsburgh together and wanted to do more, more mm. game stuff together. And then a big reason for doing this Kickstarter right now is that as the final stretch goal for the original Kickstarter, as Cheyenne said, you use two decks of playing cards for the actual mechanics of the game. Mm -hmm. And we had had an artist create these really adorable kitten playing cards with a a different kitten on each card. And we printed a big batch of these cards and had been selling them. And we are now sold out of that first run of cards. And so we decided this is a good opportunity to, you know, rather than just, okay, we're going to print more uh, of the cards we had are like, well, we should get a new artist to do kind of a brand new set of cards with, you know, new art in a different style. And we could put that up on Kickstarter. And then it kind of grew from that into this idea of relooking at the game and thinking about different ways to play in the world we'd created and different ways to use the set of mechanics that we would developed. And so that kind of spawned the more kittens book that goes along with the new set of cards.
0: Ooh, awesome. Okay. So this is, this is adding on to laser kittens. This isn't like a laser kittens 2.0.
2: Yeah, this is, this is a chance, especially for us. This is a really great chance for us to get to work with a whole bunch of people in the game industry that we've wanted to work with. So a lot of this, of the new book is either new adventures, which are, specific scenarios that you can just go ahead and have kind of the framework for. So playing kittens in space, or there is mm-hmm. one that's called Cat in a Rock, which is Viking kittens. Of course. <laughs> and, yeah. So we have, we definitely have some kind of new adventure set up, but then there are also some hacks of the game, um, which use basically kind of the same framework of the original game, but take it to new and different places. Um, There are definitely two in the book that I am very much looking forward to that Stentor wrote, um, one called Dino Roars, where Mm -hmm. you are tiny dinosaurs learning how to dinosaur. And then there is also Trash Friends, in which you are playing some some critters that are usually seen in neighborhoods but not welcome in houses like raccoons or possums mm. or you know outdoor animals and you're you're learning how to um how to forage and how to be able to take care of yourself out in the wild and it's it's just definitely bringing some really neat extra things that you can do with the with the same mechanics and the same sort of kind of uh almost an intention of wholesome content is one of the things that I always point out
0: about this game. So. Oh my gosh. Those sound really sweet.
1: And it's been really fun seeing what some of the guest writers have come up with to do with the game, because going into this, we knew there were certain things that we wanted to have. And so, you know, some of them we're writing ourselves, some of them we've, uh, specifically solicited people to write. Like we knew we wanted a, uh, version about puppies so Mm -hmm. we've got uh someone someone writing about puppies we knew we wanted a scenario about ancient egypt so we have uh, a writer who is actually egyptian who's writing both an ancient egypt scenario and a modern egypt scenario as a stretch goal uh but then some of the other things were things that people just proposed to us when we put out a call for writers Mm -hmm. uh that kind of were things we wouldn't have thought of um yeah so uh, my favorite example of that is one of the hacks uh, is by uh, Brie Bo Sheldon. And it's called The Great with the number eight escape. And it's about octopuses mm-hmm. that have been taken to a marine life recovery center. And when we first got the email from Bree saying, you know, I'd like to write something for your game. I could write about this or this or this or octopuses. I was like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> tell me more about octopuses
0: yeah they're so smart it's terrifying
1: uh yes yeah so i'm super excited to see how that one comes out and you know if people look at our our kickstarter page they will see just a really interesting variety of things that people have come up with that they looked at laser kittens and they said hey you can take this game and you could do this other thing with it and Mm -hmm. we're like whoa yeah, you could, couldn't you?
0: So that, so those kind of responses came from a, a call for writers, it, it, you mentioned. Um, were, were you getting any of that kind of feedback as you ran the game or, or kind of seeing what people would do with the Laser Kittens as it was?
2: Yeah, actually, we have a friend that we um, got to hang out with at the last con that we went to, Metatopia, and they had literally figured out how to run it as a large party game. Mm. And it it was so lovely. She was just like, oh, yeah, I love this game, and I absolutely want to play it. So I figured out how to play it with a big group, and it works, and here's how it does. And we were just like, wow, this is amazing. Like, It's so cool to hear when people want to do things with something you've come up with, even if it's completely – not well, this isn't completely different. But even if it is different from what we originally put out, it's really cool to see people kind of take it in their own way.
0: Yeah, and uh, t- playing games with like extra large groups or with two players and, and small groups and that kind of thing are uh, are subjects that we have talked about on different episodes of this show. And it is it is an interesting challenge to make uh, a role playing game accommodate both of those things. What's the average size for a group uh, for a game of Laser Kittens?
1: So the the rules as written say it's for three to five people, which is mm. kind of your standard. You know, tabletop role mm-hmm. playing game right. size uh, and that's three to five total because it's a GM-less game so everybody's kind of taking turns doing what would traditionally be the GM stuff uh, at a lot of cons I end up running it for six plus me as a facilitator just because mm-hmm. so many people are wanting to play and there's only so many sessions that I can offer but we also have figured out recently that you can actually play it two player uh, with pretty much the same rules, and it works pretty well.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And and I saw that that's one of the things that this book includes some advice or some rules for, too, is running it as, as a two-player.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have a, a section of some of these kind of tips and tricks and ideas for things you can do with the base game uh, as part of the, the More Kittens book.
0: Cool. And one of the other play styles I saw you've tackled is uh, online play. What's tricky about running Laser Kittens online?
1: Yeah, so this is something that's come up because I've been playing a lot more games online, uh, more Mm -hmm. so than in person lately. And when we originally designed Laser Kittens, it was designed as an in-person game because that's how we were playing it. And so, you know, we've got these sets of cards and you're doing a variety of different things with the cards. So you've got a hand of cards that you've got for yourself. You've got the cards that represent your laser, which start off face down next to you and you slowly reveal Mm -hmm. some of them. Plus you've got a central deck of cards that you're drawing from. And so there's, there's a lot of things you're you're doing. And so it's a little more complicated than with most dice based games. You can play them online real easily. If you get a, an online dice roller, like roll for your party or something. And, you know, because all you're doing is basically generating some random numbers and that's really easy to do. But there's a lot of different moving cards around in different ways that are real easy to do if you're playing at the same table physically as other people, but are very challenging to emulate in an online kind of. Setting, So that's been an interesting challenge. But I think it's kind of an important one, because it seems like a lot more role playing is happening online these days. Yeah, And so I think it's, as a designer, it's important to think about making your game something that can work in different formats, uh, if you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, so many of us are playing online games just because it's it's hard to get a group together locally. Yeah, and then I see a lot of games now being played like performatively as streams and as as like you know Twitch streams and podcasts and that sort of, that sort of thing. Do you see Laser Kittens being able to handle that?
1: I think that'd be pretty cool, and <laughs> um, uh, I don't see a, a real reason why not. Very cool. Any streamers out there wanting to? To run a whole bunch of laser kittens, definitely get in touch with us.
0: Oh my gosh, that would be so good! Like, like what a fun game, even to like take a break between heavier things too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 be kittens for a while. So, looking back, getting ready for this Kickstarter, uh, what I'll, I've noticed seems to happen with a lot of games is when folks go back to them, there's there's this uh, want or this need to kind of rewrite the rules and update the rules. Uh, of the original game is that something that that tempted you at all or that you thought about
2: i think there was definitely a pull to want to just make sure that we were getting the most out of it as possible is probably a good way to put it where Mm -hmm. it's i I, as much as you know because at this point i can't tell you how many games of this game i've actually played (laughs) They've all been fun. I've not had a game that hasn't been fun. But every once in a while, you're just like, okay, is there, what are some other things that we could do and things like that? So that was one of the cool things was just, we've been talking about this for, I don't know, maybe about a year now, something like that, maybe a little bit less than that. But we were trying to come up with an idea of like, well, if we do decide to make an expanded book, since we're, since we knew we were already going to get more cards made. Mm -hmm. What would that look like? And it started out as just, well, it'd be fun if we could do this kind of play set and, you know, kind of coming up with ideas along the way that we had both had. And as soon as we just started mentioning it to friends or just casually saying it, immediately people started popping up with ideas. And it was like, "Okay, Mm -hmm. this is what this is what the good opportunity with this is, is that we should take this and yeah. put it out there and be like hey who wants to do something fun. Oh, that's cool. That's Yeah. yeah.
1: So my kind of take on the the revising the old stuff question mm-hmm. is that there there's definitely things that if I were to go back and kind of redo laser kittens again do like a second edition. There's definitely things that I you know, could change, could tweak about the rules. There's definitely some things I might rewrite about how it's presented in the book. Uh, but I'm kind of taking a cautionary lesson from J.R.R. Tolkien in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, th- I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. So <laughs> yes. if you end up editing this out, that's okay. Um, no, nope, in. <laughs> as, as you might have guessed from me talking about my maps back at the beginning, I'm a, a big. Tolkien nerd, and I've been reading, there's a series called The History of Middle-Earth, where his son Christopher has been publishing all of his uh, drafts and half-finished things that he started working on and different versions of things uh, that he had accumulated because he kept all of his earlier manuscripts and so forth. And so his son has been editing them and publishing them. And it's really fascinating to get a glimpse into his like creative process. But the other thing that you see as you read it is that it's a miracle that he even managed to publish The Lord of the Rings during his lifetime Mm -hmm. because he would get halfway through a story and then he would decide to go back to the beginning and rewrite it again from the beginning because he wanted to make it better. And he had some new ideas and he was going to, he was like, Oh, I'm going to write this one as a uh, Anglo-Saxon alliterative poem instead mm-hmm. of just a story. And I get part of it. No, I'm going to go back and write it as a story, but update some things about it. And uh, so there's Funny. the beginnings of these stories. There's like 20 versions in existence and the ends of some of them, like Christopher had to actually write himself to publish the Silmarillion mm. because his father never actually managed to get to the end of the story oh. uh, when he was <laughs> actually writing it. And so I'm taking that as a cautionary tale. I don't want to do that, you know, cause I yeah. could like get lost in oh, I'm going to try to fix up the original laser kittens and uh, fiddle with it. But I think it's much more interesting to go forward to say, all right, well, we've got laser kittens and it is what it is. And so now what else can we do with it? How can we take these ideas and, build something new, right? So having a, a game about octopuses using the Laser Kitten system is way more interesting mm-hmm. than having a polished-up version of the original Laser Kitten's book. And so I kind of want to keep things moving forward uh, rather than going back to fiddle with what we already have. And so in the Kickstarter, you can get the original Laser Kitten's with it. So at any level that gives you the more kittens book, you get the PDF of the original Laser Kittens and at higher levels you can get the uh, soft cover physical book as well. But that's the same book that we had 3 years ago. We're just we're moving forward putting our effort into uh, the new things that we're creating.
0: Good. I like that a lot. I, I feel like that's one of the most interesting things to me is talking to different designers about like, okay, why why did you go back? How did you know that it was a good idea to go back, or how did you know it was a good idea to keep moving? Like I guess the answer is we don't ever know. We just we just do a thing. But now I, I feel like I need to put a, a picture of <laughs> Tolkien up on my wall or something just to remind me to leave it alone. Yeah. Just move
2: on, leave it alone. We need to start our own our own meme series of yes. having Tolkien tell you to just stop writing.
1: I actually, I did, I did make, cause I'm in kind of a community of uh, Tolkien nerds on Tumblr. And I, I made a, a meme, a version of the distracted boyfriend meme where I, I put Tolkien's <laughs> face over the boyfriend and, you know, yeah. he, he's walking with finishing your story and he's getting distracted by going back to the beginning and starting again.
0: That That's my desktop now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so why don't we, we've teased a bunch of these different playsets that we've got in the um, in the Kickstarter. So first of all, a whole new a whole new deck of cards, which is amazing and bonkers. I have the first set and it's so cute and I think heroes need to understand that it's a different illustration on every card, first of all. That's a lot and it's amazing and they're beautiful. So to get a whole nother set of those out is incredible. Who is your artist?
1: So the artist for the cards is Dominique Ramsey. And she's someone, I forget how I even found her originally. I think it was one of those mm. like artist hashtags on Twitter where, you know, people just start mm. tagging the same hashtag and posting a few items from their portfolio and stuff. And I've looked through a bunch of those when we were trying to pick out an artist because that first set of cards is so good. Like I love that so much. I. I sometimes just like take those cards and just look through them because the art is so great. So it felt like okay. this really weighty decision to pick a new artist that was going to like be up to that standard. And that was going to make something that was as cool uh, as what we already had. So we looked through a lot of different artists uh, and I'm really happy with Dominique's work. Uh, yeah. She's got a, a really great style and very different from the first set of cards. Yeah. So you can, you know, have both sets and you know they each have their own spirit and style to them.
0: Yeah, there it's it's so different, but it still fits with the the rest of the aesthetic you've got going so well. And there's a couple of, of the card art images up on the Kickstarter that are just so sweet. So those Twitter hashtags work. Good to know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I found a lot of really good artists through some of those. I've got a kind of database of people whose style looked like the kind of thing that we might use at some point. Because that's part of the thing too, is that sometimes you find an artist and you're like, oh, your art is so good and it is so not the style of anything that I'm publishing. And I like, Mm -hmm. I hate that. I probably wouldn't, uh, ever hire this person uh, because they're so good, but just don't quite fit the kinds of games that we yeah. that we publish. But you know, I could recommend that person if someone else is looking for an artist that publishes a different kind of games. So
0: yeah. So the adventures that we that that you you teased already, um, I'd love to go through some of what we've got here and and dig a little deeper and name some names and see what we've got going on. So on the Kickstarter, we've got Cats in Space. Yep. So unless otherwise noted, I, I assume these are Cheyenne and Stentor originals. Yeah, yeah a lot
2: yeah. of these are um, Stentor has been putting out play sets for a while. And a lot of the like Cats in ah. Space and the Viking Cats and Cats Down Under are all ones. We've put those up on our website for free along the way.
0: And um, it's just something too nice to be able to actually have a collection of those. Oh, very, very cool. And those those all work with basically the same laser kittens rules as written, just cats in different situations.
1: Yeah, all of the the adventures are meant to be basically pre-gen scenarios. So in the uh, Mm -hmm. core game, there's a list of uh, NPCs and a list of situations and a list of classes Mm -hmm. and a list of lasers and all that kind of stuff to uh, put together your scenario that you're playing. But sometimes you want to be able to just kind of jump right into it without doing all that, uh, doing all the setup part and, yeah, they, they also kind of take you into different directions that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Because if you're working with the main setup materials, the kind of implied setting is, okay, it's, uh, a house where some people live in kind of the present day and they're living you know, kind of a normal-ish life, uh, you know, whatever's normal for you as the, the group playing. Um, mm-hmm. mm. And so part of the having these predefined adventures is to kind of push you into different sorts of scenarios that you might not have come up with from the base materials. So like the cats in space, you know, you could, if you were playing it in the normal way, just declare, you know what? I think our house should actually be a spaceship flying through space, but there's nothing in the game that's going to like, make you do that or, or suggest that to you. Mm, but if you see right. a Cats in Space adventure, then you might be like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll play this. And we'll be playing in this different kind of environment, different kind of scenario where the kittens are on a spaceship traveling to a human colony on a distant planet.
0: Excellent. Cool. So the, then the play sets give you like spaceship specific NPCs and that sort of thing, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, in that one, there's a list of classes that this kittens are taking, and they all have space in the name, because Mm -hmm. you're in space.
0: Good. That's how space works, I guess. And then like, is is there custom lasers for each playset, too, or is it still the same kind of laser powers?
1: So that's going to vary from uh, adventure to adventure. Some of them use the lasers out of the core book, where we kind of ran through all the different things that rhyme with pew, 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 and design lasers Mm -hmm. on them. Uh, Some of them will have some custom lasers that Rhyme with something else that's scenario appropriate.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, so, aside from those that you've mentioned that that you've you've made and have on the website, um, we've got the the Egypt one, mm-hmm. which that was was that one that you knew you wanted, or was that one that was pitched to you?
1: That's one we knew we wanted because there's the the connection between cats and and Egypt, uh, mm-hmm. and we were we we're really lucky to find an actual Egyptian game designer who is uh, writing those for us.
0: Oh, very cool. So um, the the Ancient ancient Egypt one is definite, and then there's one that's a stretch goal, I think?
1: Yeah. So uh, if we hit a certain level in our stretch goals, we'll get the scenario about modern Egypt.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Um, And then I see Athena's Conservatory for Feline Familiars. What's this about?
1: So this one is about... Kittens who are specifically training to become familiars for witches. So rather than just growing up to be somebody's pet when you get your forever home, they want to specifically uh, hang out with some magical folks and learn uh, that way of life.
0: Oh, excellent. And then I, we've got Digging Up Trouble.
1: This one is a, an archaeological dig.
0: So so you can be um, Kitten Indiana Jones. And then the last one I see is Bodega Boot Camp, which... I, I am assuming is about being bodega cats.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's really good. Excellent. Okay. So those are, those are the scenarios that, that you've got that are definitely happening. And I'm sure yeah. there's a bunch of of cool things coming up in these stretch goals that heroes are going to have to go and investigate and, and make sure happen. Uh, but there's a whole other section of this Kickstarter about other games, mm-hmm. like whole new games you can play with and about and around laser kittens. So take me through this, please. <laughs>
1: So the first one on the list is Doggy Wags which is about foster puppies and this okay. is this is the first laser kittens hack that we started talking about even before we published the original game because uh mm-hmm. my partner Maisha who was one of the first people that helped us play test the game is also allergic to cats but mm-hmm. she has this adorable little shih tzu and she trains I'm drawing a blank on the name now. Support dogs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's much more of a dog person than a cat person. And so right from the beginning, you know, I said something to her about, you know, would you help me since you're a dog person? I'm not really a dog person. I had a dog when I was a little kid, but I'm much more of a cat person. So I don't kind of get dogs in the same way. And so I said something to her. Would you help us write a a puppy version of this someday? And she was like, yeah. And then so that... The idea for having that has been around for a long time.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine that's kind of a thing that comes up with people who play the game too. Is like, oh, well, there's a cat version. How about we play as dogs? Like, yeah. it's it's a I don't know where the binary comes from, but it's it, it exists, and I feel like it just sort of sort of happens. Oh, cats and dogs.
1: Yeah, um, yep.
0: Do do dogs appear at all in Laser Kittens?
2: There are some um, NPCs in the game that are dogs. And so that's that is definitely something that has already come up. But I have absolutely played a game at a con where actually there was a child that ended up. The parent asked me if it was okay if he played and he ended up being a puppy. And it was really great because because all the cats were following the rules of the game and the puppy didn't. So it, it sort of made a lot of sense in that. So again, you know, it's never been a strict, oh no, you could never have a dog in this game, but it's just usually making sure that it fits in with the world. So I'm, I'm really, mm-hmm. I can't wait to play the dog version of it. I, I have a, a big fondness for especially very cute dogs.
1: So I, I look yeah. forward to it.
0: Do the dogs have lasers?
1: Yes, but they activate their laser by wagging their tail. Oh. Rather than by using their eyes like a cat.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. And then uh, we can also be dinosaurs. Yep. We talked so about that's it a little bit.
1: Kind okay. of a Flintstones kind of setting where humans and dinosaurs are living together, and oh. so humans are fostering baby dinosaurs instead of cats. And of course, uh, a dinosaur. Uh, goes rawr, and so that's how you activate your power as a baby dinosaur.
0: Oh right, I, I've seen the list of these. They're all they're all very r names, which yeah. is fantastic. Okay, and so I, I imagine that just came out of well, of course you should be able to play dinosaurs. Yes, yeah, if you want. Okay, yeah. Always. I mean, yeah. it's it's very clear logic. I appreciate that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Okay, and then Trash Friends.
1: So Trash Friends is about animals that eat garbage. So some of the hacks are very much just taking the laser kittens rules and putting new stuff onto them. Uh, So you get a new list of powers instead of the list of lasers. You get a new list of NPCs that are your professors instead of the adult cats Mm -hmm. in the base game, et cetera. But the actual mechanics underlying it are exactly the same. Trash Friends is an example of one where we start to play around with mechanics a little bit and do some slightly different things. So in Trash Friends, you are a crew of garbage eating animals. So you could be a possum, you could be a raccoon, you could be an ibis, you could be a bear, be a goat. Um, And you're going around the city, uh, rooting through trash. And there's a whole list of different, homes and businesses whose trash you might go through and <laughs> you can dig through that trash and try to find things that will help you in your adventures.
0: Yeah. What, what kind of goals do you have as a trash friend?
1: To eat the best trash.
0: Probably a little bit more survival than anything <laughs> yeah. else.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, one of the things that um, since we are talking about, uh, we've talked about the art a little bit, one of the other excuses to do another book is to have our dear friend Cynthia Lee do more art for us. That is who did um, all of mm-hmm. the art for the original book, and she will be—they con- will be contributing some more art to the new book as well. And if you check out our Kickstarter, uh, they have a drawing specifically for Trash Friends, which, in—in in what makes yes. me so deeply happy in my heart, there is a possum wearing a Solo cup as a fez. And that, I believe, is oh, the boy. true embodiment of what Trash Friends
0: is all about. Oh, they're perfect. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, I, I imagine that's going to be uh, that's going to be a hit. So, uh, alongside Trash Friends, you can also be dragons, or little dragon babies. Yep. Okay,
1: and uh, that one's pretty cool. Uh, that was another one that was just proposed to us by the writer. Uh, mm-hmm. She got in touch with us. When we put out the call for writers and said, I want to write about dragons. And I I like the kind of scenario. She's framed it around kind of this international dragon conference Mm -hmm. where all of the dragon diplomats have brought their baby dragons along and put them into dragon daycare. Uh, But of course, baby dragons are not going to just stay quietly in dragon daycare.
0: Yeah, I love the And you've got diplomatic immunity. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good. And then uh, what's Toad on the Loose? I am
2: really, really excited about Toad on the Loose. I, um, As probably most gamers I know actually were, you read a lot as a child. And I absolutely loved The Wind in the Willows when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. so this was another one. This one kind of came out of nowhere. And I was so excited when this proposal came up. It's, it's a game where you're playing some of the very lovely creatures in that world that's created in the wind and the willows and you're trying to um, keep Mr. Toad from being arrested again. <laughs> and I, I am very oh, much boy. looking forward to playing this one.
1: And that was a cool moment when we were going through looking at all the pitches that we had gotten, deciding what we want to have, what things we want to include in the the base game, because I had been collecting these pitches and I will admit I've actually never read the wind in the willows. Like I, I know kind of what it is, but I've never actually read it and I definitely don't have that kind of nostalgic association uh, with it from earlier in life. So, you know, I'd seen this pitch. And I was like, okay, that could be cool. And we're going through them. And I get to that one and Cheyenne just like lit up we're like, Oh my gosh, we have to do this one. So it was kind of a fun moment.
0: Oh, that's an endorsement.
2: <laughs> How
0: hard was it going through all these pitches?
2: It was fun. It it really, it really wasn't hard. That was the best part of it. It was just, it it was really nice to just look through all of these and be like, wow, this is such a cool list of things that we that we're going to be able to accumulate for this. This is going
1: to be really awesome. Yeah, I think the hardest part was making the stretch goal list and being like, I, you know, we're spacing them out, and so like, so somebody has to be the person we don't get to until we hit. Like eleven thousand uh, dollars, yeah, and it's like I wish we could put you all at the first level, but then you know you need you need to space them out, and yeah. so I just hope that we get through the full list there so that all those folks can write all those things for us.
0: yeah, I hope so too. And the last thing that you've got actually are, it looks like two kind of totally different games. Yeah, there
2: are two games that both Stentor and I have kind of been working on independently that are um, both lovely in very different ways. I kind of came up with this idea. We, again, in in, you know, you put a game out and it's like, okay, great, we have Laser Kittens out. What next? One of the things that I ended up coming up with is, well, what happens after you get out of foster, out of your foster home and you actually go to your forever home? So there has to be something after that. And the yeah. answer to that is, um, you join the kitten scouts and <laughs> you have to earn all of your additional merit badges where you specialize in what kind of laser you're going to do. And then you actually learn how to use it correctly. And so that's where the fun of kitten scouts is going to come into play.
0: Oh my gosh. Is, so is that kind of like like a campaign play mode for, for Laser Kittens? It's going to be at
2: least... some. It's For the most part, it's going to be at least multi-session because it's going to take place over a summer at a camp. Oh, so, oh that's so good. Yeah. And then I'll let uh. Spentor describe Mayor Cat. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, so
1: Mayor Cat is in some ways kind of the oddball out of all this because it's a game where you're playing humans. So this was inspired by those news stories that come out every so often about, you know, this tiny remote town in Alaska elected a cat as their mayor. (laughs) And so I was thinking, okay, what would it actually take for a cat to get elected mayor? So the premise of the game is that the incumbent mayor of your city is uh, corrupt and incompetent, but there's only one candidate that stands a chance of taking them down for reelection, and that's a cat. And so you are all the human staffers who have quit your day jobs to work on the Mayor Cat campaign. And so you're doing campaign stuff. So the scenes are based around things like releasing attack ads and getting influential endorsements and holding campaign rallies. Uh, and you're, you know, trying to win votes away from the incumbent. There's actually a tracker in this game for where you stand in the polls. Oh so when certain things happen, you'll go down or go up in the polls. And the trick to it is that the cat kind of has their own ideas about what they want to do. So you have to manage the cat, uh, and keep it on track to win the election. And there's a, you do kind of a series of scenes and then there's a debate where you ask questions of the cat and the incumbent and whoever is playing the cat for any particular question can only answer in meows. Good. <laughs> and the incumbent, the person playing the incumbent can answer in, you know, words. Um, and then you get to the end, and you roll some dice depending on where you are in the polls to see if the cat actually wins the election and becomes mayor.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> and uh, we have a link to an actual play of it that I did uh, just last night, as of the recording of this, so, oh, wow. you know, some time ago, whenever this, uh, mm-hmm. episode comes out, where we had, uh, the cat won the election in that one, so, spoiler Good. Good. for the, <laughs> the actual plan. Um, there's some, uh, important debates about the, uh, local whippet race and about mutated dolphins and whether they should have to pay property taxes. Okay. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun
0: yeah oh my gosh! It sounds like it will we will definitely have a link to that then I was not expecting a high stakes political intrigue but i am I am so glad it's here. <laughs> Without getting into all of the the many many cool stretch goals, that's that's all that we've that's in the book like definitely, which is a lot. That's that's so many things, and heroes can get the original Laser Kittens book as well through the Kickstarter, right? Yeah. Okay. Just just not that first deck of cards.
1: Right. That first deck of cards is a collector's item now because we have sold out of them, and we we only did the one printing of them because of the uh, contract we had with our artist. Yeah. So if you've got one of those, that's awesome. And if you've got <laughs> one of the original, you should still back the Kickstarter and get the new set because the yeah. art is totally different and equally as awesome.
0: Oh man. And then you can have two sets of, or you can have two different uh, decks to play with. Yeah. Which that's cool. Mm. Awesome. Is there anything else that you would like us to know about um, the Kickstarter or what's coming up with this new content? Any of that? Um,
1: oh, so one, one nice little perk for Kickstarter backers is there's a, a backer tier where you can get your cat in the book as a new uh, professor option, and you'll have a, a picture of your cat rendered by Cynthia as a little uh, cat selfie. Oh, gosh. We did that on the first Kickstarter, and it was a lot of fun, so we're offering that again if you want to back at the highest level of a Kickstarter.
0: Oh, that's excellent. And I, I really appreciate y'all talking about your, you know, the the process you've gone through coming back to this game. It's it's a perspective that we don't get a lot of, and I, I appreciate your take on it. It's it's very cool um, coming back with like different content. Is is exciting?
1: Yeah, we're pretty excited about it.
2: Yeah, it's it's really nice to to know that there's enough uh, gamers out there that want. Nice, kind of wholesome, cute content to play. Everyone, you know, it may not be what you play every time, but man, it's nice to to be able to have a wealth of games available. And you know, I I don't write the big, heavy, dark stuff. It's fun, but this is much more my jam. And that's you know, it's so nice to be able to to know that we can still even keep exploring things, even just with what seems like such a
0: simple and you know, kind of sweet little game. Yeah. That's a really good point. I feel like the demand for that has maybe increased. Definitely not lessened over the last couple of years. Like there's, yeah, there is a need for it. And laser kittens does such a good job at delivering.
1: Yeah. I, my, my sense in the like, game design community is that people have realized kind of how deep of a medium role-playing games can be. And, how they can really explore some really complex stuff and so there's a lot of people writing these really heavy dark games that deal with a lot of really serious issues and doing a lot of really cool stuff with it mm-hmm. right? and, and really stretching what role-playing games can do and you know ad- addressing a lot of really important issues with that but then that also leaves a niche for silly games, which mm-hmm. is kind of where we yeah. fill in. Yep. Um,
0: when, when you did the call for proposals, did you find that most people kept to that lighthearted approach or did anybody kind of push against that at all? Or like, no. yeah, like not, not, not asking the new <laughs> names or anything. Just wondered if, if like, did everybody like buy into, yeah, we're going to make a cute game or was there the, okay, but what if it was edgy, <laughs> you know?
1: No, all the pitches that I saw really embraced the idea. Yep. And cool, you know we got feedback from some of our writers when they would send us initial pitch or query and we'd send them some more information and including a a link to the PDF of the, the core game, and they would write back and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, this is such an adorable game mm, yeah. <laughs> so I think, and I mean it's called laser kittens, yeah, so <laughs> it kind of tells you right it's right on the tin uh what the the tone of this game is. It would be really interesting, I think, if somebody were to write their own hack of it that was serious and edgy and dealt with like, you know, those deeper kind of issues. Like I think that would be cool. And I would, you know, I would totally love to see that if somebody thought that our mechanics were suited to to doing that, but nobody Nobody did that uh, or proposed that for this particular project.
0: That that says a lot, then, I think, about how clearly Laser Kittens conveys its intent, that everybody just kind of picks up on that and, and has a fun time rolling with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I was just skimming through the, the Kickstarter list one last time, too, and I wanted to... To add, I, I skipped over the Great Escape by by Brie Bow, and I just wanted to add that, like, point that out that that is in the in the book. It's not it's not a, one of the stretch goals. Um, and there's the octopus one, which is terrifying because they are trying to escape. And that's that's something that that they came to you right. That was one of their their list of like I could talk about this or octopuses.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, Brie pitched a whole list of possibilities and I saw the octopus one I was like all right we got to do we got to do octopuses because I never would have thought to do an octopus game you know some of these others I might have thought of Mm -hmm. on myself on my own though I'm sure our writers are just going to do an awesome job with them but some of them and the octopus one is is one good example are things that I just I never would have thought of on my own but I'm like I have to see this now I I have to I have to pay you to write this so that I can see how it works and, and play it
0: yeah, that's octopuses with lasers. That's, oh. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. So more kittens. We've got more playbooks or, or more playsets, more cards, more games to play with these kittens and with these cards. And you can play other games with the kitten cards. There's just yep. a lot of a lot of hacking and modding happening, and a lot of potential for more out of everything in this Kickstarter.
1: Yeah. So people should know that the kitten cards, it's a standard deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not like special just for this game. So, you know, if the laser kittens game doesn't appeal to you, but you think, you know, it can be cool to like play poker with cards that have adorable kittens on them. Mm -hmm. uh, Then, you know, you can, there's a, a backer level where you can just get a deck of the cards and you know you've got all the cards you need to play perfect any ordinary card game
0: that's that's excellent
1: it might be tough to play poker with it because you might like give away what card you have when you mm-hmm. go, Aww, when you yeah. see some of the yeah. illustrations but i guess that makes it that means that it's like extra challenging level poker
0: yeah there you go can you play poker without cooing over your cards uh-huh yeah i like that i like that challenge so thank you both where can heroes find y'all in your work online?
1: So we've got our kind of company, uh, social media is all play glitter cats. So we're on Facebook slash play glittercats and we're on Twitter at play glittercats. And then I'm also pretty active on Twitter at chef stentor C H E F S T E N T O R.
0: Nice. Well, thank you both so much for doing this. I am. I'm so glad Laser Kittens is is still around and pew-pew-pewing into new stuff, so (laughs) this is exciting.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having us on.
0: My pleasure. Thanks again to Stentor and Cheyenne for coming on and sharing all of their new kitten content with us. Check those links in the show notes and go look at this new kitten art. It is such a bomb. That's all for this week, heroes. Follow Modifier on Twitter at ModifierPodcast, or send us questions, comments, and suggestions through email at ModifierPodcast at gmail.com. Modifier is part of the One Shot Podcast Network, an incredible family of RPG podcasts, including shows like this one. Warda is an original fantasy actual play podcast created by Ali Grauer and Drew Murgiowski. It's one part Game of Thrones, two parts Downton Abbey, served on the rocks with a twist of Agatha Christie. Discover magic, mystery, and more than a little sociopolitical commentary along the way. The city holds thousands of stories. What will yours be? To find out more about this and other shows on the network, visit oneshotpodcast.com. Modifier's theme music was created by my favorite Bothan, Kat Greenfield, whose myriad talents are on display at Catgreenfield.com join me again in two weeks for another episode of modifier see you then